Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls and call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Oh, yeah, you know it, you know it, you know it. It doesn't matter who the host is. Today is Wednesday, May the 6th, day 127th of the year, and only 239 days remaining before it's all over with for 2020. Anyways, today is Occupational Safety and Health Professional Day. So congratulations. I know sometimes they celebrate a week, but there's a really a bu- big push when it comes to Wednesdays. Anyways, you're listening to the Rated R Show, coming to you live on the safetyfm.com website, the safety.fm, and also you can stream us live on safetyfm.tv. So those are some options for you, of course, that you might have available if you're interested in doing so. Anyways, we're coming to you from our lovely studio in Orlando, Florida today, because, you know, that's where we've been. For a long period of time at this particular point, at least so it feels. But anyways, how have you been over the last few hours? I know it's been a while since we last spoke. Some interesting changes in the overnight news cycles, if you've been paying close attention to some of those. So pretty good stuff there. So I know we got a lot of stuff to cover today, so I'm not going to waste a lot of time as we go through this. So let's get you started with feature story news, and let's go from there. Information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Benji Hire. Five people are in hospital with critical injuries after an explosion at a mine in Australia's state of Queensland. Arthur Stephen reports. 
The explosion happened at the Grosvenor Coal Mine at Moorambah in central Queensland's Bowen Basin, just over a 1,000 kilometres north of Brisbane. All five suffered burns to their upper bodies and airways and were taken to Moorambah Hospital in a critical condition and are expected to be airlifted to Brisbane. A spokesperson for Queensland Mines Minister Anthony Lynham said the explosion took place at the mine, which is operated by Anglo-American. Donald Trump has confirmed the White House Coronavirus Task Force will be winding down, with Vice President Mike Pence suggesting it could be disbanded within weeks. The President says the United States is moving to a new phase, focusing on the aftermath. In an interview with ABC News, Mr Trump argued there could be more protests across the US if the lockdown continues. We have to get our country back. You know, you have people that are not gonna stand for this, and I understand them very well, and we are going to put out little embers and little fires and maybe some big fires, but we still have to go back to work. But health officials warn the virus may spread as businesses begin to reopen. The US currently has 1.2 million confirmed coronavirus infections and more than 70,000 related deaths. President Trump's comments came on a visit to a mask factory in Arizona where he claimed tremendous progress is being made on creating a vaccine. Therapeutically, I think we're making very good progress too. We're making tremendous progress. We have the greatest doctors in the world, the greatest laboratories in the world. And I have to say, we're working with other nations. Uh, We're working with UK, we're working with Germany, we're working with uh, various other nations. He later softened his ambitious pledge that there could be a vaccine by year's end. And in the UK, the scientist whose advice prompted Prime Minister Boris Johnson to lock down Britain has been forced to resign from his government advisory position after breaking social distancing measures to meet his married lover. Professor Neil Ferguson allowed the woman to visit him at home in breach of official rules that he helped devise. He's admitted an error of judgment. And Government Minister James Brokenshaw stressed that people should continue to follow health guidelines. As Professor Ferguson has rightly said, you know, it's not that there can be one rule for one and one rule for another, which is, is why he's taken the decision that he has in stepping back from his involvement in SAGE. Uh, you know, I think that I'm sad about that. I'm sad, obviously, that this has arisen in this way. But I think he has taken the, uh, the right course of action and that it is important that we underline that, that message on social distancing and how that has had impact and how we still need to be incredibly careful as we look at the coming weeks. As Britain's death toll reaches the highest in Europe, Boris Johnson is facing more scrutiny from the recently elected leader of the opposition Labour Party, Sir Keir Starmer, who will debate at Prime Minister's questions for the first time. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Yeah, you know it. It's always trying to be entertaining. So how do you, what'd you think there? What'd you think about, you know, the advisor there, you know, breaking some of the own rule sets that he actually put into place to meet up with his lover? Did it say married lover? I want to say that it did. It said married lover. So I'm confused. Married lover. I don't know if I want to take that too far. Like, did it mean that he was married and this was his lover? Or does it mean that he was married and they're in love? I don't know. I'm very confused by that one. I I really am. Now, I will tell you that when we do play the feature story new stuff, I have no clue. I have no clue what they're going to say. And why do I tell you that? Because it updates so frequently. We do this 
feature story news every hour at the top of the hour. And we go directly at the very top of the hour with it. So every time it's something new. So right now we can take a listen to it, but I've had an update within like 10 to 15 minutes from when we first start with it. So it's pretty interesting on how it works because then I go, okay, so if I play, if I go back now and try to play a portion of it, will it actually do something different? Now, keep in mind, this is satellite feed on some, some of it, we can get it via internet. So just something to keep in mind as we talk about it. So a lot of questions, of course, already starting out of the bat. We'll get to some of those questions. Yeah, you want to know today's May the 6th. What happened? What was the outcome? You probably have a pretty good idea before I even proceed with that. Duh. But we'll go through that here in a few minutes. Anyways, let's go through the hit list because, you know, that is portion of the deal here. That's what we're here for, talking about the hit list a little bit. So we can go about what's going on inside of the news. So let's go through it. NASA has awarded $1.79 billion contract to Aerojet to construct the engines for the Space Launch System program. Yeah, the SLS is set up for exploration deeper into the solar system, starting with the Artemis program. NASA still hopes to put the first woman on the moon by 2024. Meanwhile, the Chinese Space Agency launched a prototype rocket into space on Tuesday morning that could take the astronauts into space. China is also gearing up to launch Mars landers and rover later this year, as well as moon landers that would return to Earth with lunar dirt samples. So that's some stuff going on. That's some stuff. You know, we talk about space all the time, and I we're very hung up on the space thing, at least here we are. And I love when this thing stupidly squeaks when I move it. Um, But we talk about space all the time here. And it's because I'm so interested in some of the concepts and some of the things. Oh, my God, this thing is so squeaky. Somebody needs to oil this bad boy down. And I'm talking about the the actual stand here. I just want to make sure that we're clear. Duh. Anyway, some people might get confused on what I mean there. Okay, so let's continue, continue, continue. During day of positive trading, Federal Reserve Vice Chairman Richard Clarida said that on CNBC that it's likely that the federal government will have to pump up the money to keep the economy alive, sending um, trading numbers tumbling while the Dow still finished up. Clarida comments erased several hundred points that it gained. So I don't know. I don't know what we are seeing and what the expectation is going to be for the economy. I mean, it's crazy, some of the shit that's going on. I mean, but we have to do what we have to do to continue to survive here. Let's just be real. Let's not lie. Anyways, a new technology used to study viruses indicated that COVID-19 is weakening. The Arizona State University Biodesign Institute has been mapping the coronavirus. Genetic makeup shows parts of the genome missing, indicating that mutations that makes it less potent. The 2003 SARS virus followed a very similar pattern. So in the sakes of news, that is a good thing. So hopefully we'll get this rolling and bowling relatively quick. And that's something that we keep on talking about. Because let's be real, a lot of people cannot afford to be locked down. And some people might even be at the point already that they can't afford to be in lockdown. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. And I don't mean that to be bad. I'm saying that because that's the reality of the scenario here. 
A lot of people cannot afford a $400 emergency. And I'm not picking. This is how we're set up with some of the things that are going on. And it's just the way that it has been. Nothing against it. Um, This kind of shows that we need to either do better pay on certain scenarios or we need to be able to have jobs that are available for people that might, you know, pay better, require more education. I don't know. I I mean, I can't resolve it. I'm not a politician. That's for sure. We know that. I say some things that pisses people off from time to time and sometimes all the time, but that's okay because that's what I'm here for. It is my show, also known as the Rated R Safety Show. Duh. Duh. So let's continue. While excavating for a new train station near Copenhagen, researchers found a secret underground tunnel 18 feet below the surface. They're not sure where it goes, but believe that it was some kind of secret escape complex. The wood used to hold up the tunnel dates back to 1874. Researchers do believe it did have something to do with the 19th century Danish military operation. So that's something to think about. Something very interesting as we find more and more things as we move forward. So, 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 what else do we got? What else do we got? I, You know, there's a lot of news that comes up that I don't know how important it is. But I always say we should discuss it regardless because I never know who wants it, who doesn't want it. Yeah, squeak me out here, baby. So I don't know who wants the information, but let's always share it anyways. The last supermoon of the year is expected to be uh, expected to peak early on Thursday morning. Over the course of the week, the flower moon will be visible and pink in color in some parts, in some spots. If you take a look really closely, it appears so large because it's full and closest to the earth. So that will be on Thursday. So make sure that you do take the opportunity to take a look at that if you do get a chance. Rated R Safety Show. Sarcastic? Never. So continuing down the path here, United Airlines has announced plans to lay off 30% of the people of its management and administrative team and ask non-union workers to take an uh, to take 20 unpaid days off. And this is what we keep on seeing a lot of organizations doing. And we see companies doing this. And I know that if you do qualify or apply for the PPP, and it has to be smaller locations, there's certain requirements, but I don't know what some of these other requirements are for some of the things that are going on. So think about that, 30% layoffs, and I know United Airlines does not qualify for the PPP, so please don't be a jackass and tell me, hey, Jay, you're wrong. They don't qualify for it. I know this. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. But think about it, 30% layoffs. In 20 days unpaid. I mean, that is a lot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not by no means am I downplaying that. How is that going to work? And then here's the other side to the whole thing. So you got United Airlines doing that. Airbnb is cutting one quarter of its workforce, erasing roughly about 2,000 jobs. Now, I have to tell you, a lot of these traveling websites traveling products that get you to places are the ones that are struggling the most. And I have to say, if the economy was to open 100% tomorrow, number one, are people are going to be willing to go out? Number two, how soon would you be willing to jump onto something 
where you have to do something that's shared. And I'm talking about, so like an Airbnb. Nothing against an Airbnb, but all of a sudden now you're depending on the cleanliness of someone else on how well things are going to go for you. I mean, that is a potential. I don't want it to come across like, oh my God, that's the only thing. Because that's not what I'm saying. But think about it. There's a lot that goes into this going forward. And I know yesterday we spoke quite a bit about Disney. And I'm not picking on the people at Disney because I'm sure they're going to have their stuff more together than most once they decide to open. Now, there is some news stories going on here in the local market that Disney is starting to accept deliveries now, which was something they weren't doing before. So this is telling people that these are signs that they will probably be opening before the end of the year, which a lot of people kept on saying that they were not going to open until next year. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully they are going to open. But what is that going to look like? What is this new Disney going to be like? And that's something that I keep on asking people on what's going to happen. Just gets more and more interesting as we move forward. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. The French dairy industry wants its countrymen to stay eating a lot more cheese than normal. The country's economic shutdown led to a surge of cheese surplus while sales dropped 60% as the cheesemakers couldn't sell to restaurants and markets. The dairy advocacy group in France says that about 2,000 tons of cheese have been produced, 1,500 are waiting to be sold. France national lockdown is supposed to begin, or supposed to begin easing, start Monday. So that's, I mean, that's a lot of constipation coming your way. If a lot of people start eating tons of cheese like that, holy shit, dude, 1,500 tons of cheese. Now, I do have a uh, friend, acquaintance, whatever you want to call them, that is a cheese connoisseur. Does the cheese game for a living. So 1,500 tons of cheese. Boy, would I love to hear his perspective about that. Duh. Because I wonder, you know, what is it like at his particular place of employment where they interact with cheese? Anyways, Tampa, Florida is getting creative to help businesses reopen amid social distancing guidelines. Certain city roads and parking lots have been blocked off, allowing restaurants and shops to push their um, their wares and tables into the streets, which would allow patrons to keep safer distance. So good for them. It's part of its lift, lift up local economic recovery plan. So that's something to take a look at. Something different there from Tampa. I'm assuming right away that's an area in Tampa that's called Ebor City because they're kind of slick down there. And I mean that in a good way. Slick could be good. Doesn't have to always be smart ass, but it's definitely a different approach. I had a friend last night that was snapping some pictures that he went out to a restaurant and good for him. I mean, that's, you know, that's his prerogative. There was nobody in the restaurant besides the staff and him. And that is what I think we're going to run a lot into starting well, starting off. And let's say, let's use the example of Sunday. If you're in an area where they're going to open some things up, and they're going to allow you to walk in, walk out of places. How is that going to look for Mother's Day? 
Will there be a long wait? And how will the waits work if you're only supposed to be at 25% capacity in this lovely state? How will that look? Will you have the opportunity to, to be there? And how long will you be willing to wait? I mean, you're not going to wait for several hours, I would assume. Just something to think about as we talk about this more and more. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Yeah, this one right here, you might not believe it, but a five-year-old Utah boy was pulled over on Monday driving his family's car on the freeway. Say what? Yeah, driving his family car on the freeway. Troopers say that they thought they were pursuing a drunk, impaired driver but we're shocked to find that the young boy behind the wheel. The boy said that he took the car after his mom refused to buy him a Lamborghini. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. He'd go out and get one himself. As one tweet from the troopers noted, though, yeah, one tr- from the troopers noted, yeah, he only had $3 with him, so no formal punishment has been ordered. Yeah, 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 baby. Gonna buy a Lamborghini for $3. I am here to buy my Lamborghini. Five-year-old, how the hell do you get out? Let's start off with that. How do you get out of the house? How do you get the car? And how the hell do you get to the highway? I hope that, you know, for the sake of the of the conversation here, I really do hope that the kid lived close to the freeway. Because how far did he drive to get onto it? And how far before he got pulled over? So something to think about, of course, as we talk about this. Let's continue, 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 continue. One of North Korean's human rights observers questions the validity of the video that was released by North Korea earlier this week that shows Kim Jong-un is alive and well. And it is not that the photos were doctors. Jennifer Zhang says that it, that it has the man in the video could be the body double. The widely believed junior has long used body doubles to mislead intelligence agencies but this observer suggests that the shape of the eyebrows, ears, teeth suggests that it's a different story, especially since the man in the video had chipped incisors and not the pointy one. Oh, yeah, you heard me, the pointy one. Let's continue there. So, meanwhile, Junior, or one of his clones, yeah, you heard that smart-ass remark right there, wasn't at hand to the medal ceremony commemorating the Russia's victory over the Nazis in World War II. Yeah, you heard me. The medal that was, was, was presented by the Russian diplomats, on behalf of Vladimir Putin to commemorate the lives of Russian soldiers who died in the North Korean territories. Newark state media shows the ceremony going down with all involved wearing face masks, despite North Korea officially reporting zero, zero cases of the, of COVID-19. So think about that as we speak. So, 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 so I got a main story for you. But let's not get into that yet. So we're going to hold off for half a second or so on that. And I got something else I want to share with you because I think you might find this a little bit interesting. Or at least maybe I think it might be interesting. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So over the last few weeks, we've been talking about virtual conferences or things that should be virtual conferences is probably the better way that I should say that. 
So the more and more that I talked about this, I got very excited. And so I wanted to mention this because I thought it was worth mentioning. So I have been picking a lot lately, so I wanted to bring this up. This is about a conference that's going down in 2020 in the month of June. And then you can go right now to this particular organization's website and find out how to sign up for their virtual conference that is taking place in the month of June. So after a little bit, they have decided this particular conference that they're going to move everything to online. And they have made the difficult decision to have the entire event online. So what are they going to do? They're going to have several sessions open that people can attend. They're going to have virtual one-on-one networking services, audience interactivity, a brand of new virtual exhibitions. So you'll be able to almost pretend like you're actually at the conference. And I know that I've been giving some rough times to organizations or organization about this. And this conference, they're expecting virtual attendees more than normal. They're open to about 15,000 plus. And this is taking place in the month of November, or it's not November of June, excuse me. So they're giving people the opportunity to attend this. And I know that this was a difficult decision They make a lot of money by putting on conferences, as most places do. And I know that I've been giving a hard time quite a bit about things like this because I was talking about social distancing. And then I was talking about some conferences where the pricing was never changed and was left at full full amount. Well, this one right here has over 150 speakers over 40 sessions, 15,000 attendees, live events, three dedicated tracks. Sign up for free right now. Sign up for free right now. Oh, yeah, not $715. This thing is for free, and this is through a company that is known as Downstream 2020. Yeah. So you're telling me that this can be done by another organization that makes money by doing this for free. Because of what's going on right now inside of the world. So Petrochemicals, Aruta's event, is putting on their full-blown event for free for people to do because they know of everything that's going on inside of the economy right now as we speak. So think about that. It does not have to be $715. It does not have to be $900. And then I know some people are going to turn around and go, but you're not getting CEUs for that. Oh, hold on. You're not getting CEUs for that. Well, okay. That's okay. But right now, take a look at this. Look at the world that we're living in and think about it. So, downstream 2020. Here's my offer. 
If any of you want to come on to any of the time slots that we have available at Safety FM, you're more than welcome to come on and promote your event. I would love to have you on. We will promote it. We will even run ads for you free of charge because of what you're doing, stepping up and actually releasing this to the world and doing it for the best price available at the moment because of everything that's going on. And you're doing the dedicated tracks, engineering and construction, supply chains and logistics, and operations, all for the low value price of free. This is actually taking place June the 9th through the 11th of 2020. Over 150 speakers. Yeah. And they're doing it for free. Downstream virtual 2020. So look it up online. We'll put a reference on this on our little podcast that we release later today. That way you can have access to it. But we will help promote your stuff. Just for you now, because you have taken upon yourself and in the sight of goodwill and not only focused on money because you're doing it for free. Yeah, you do have some sponsors, and I understand that because there is some cost associated. I'm not going to complain about that. But you decided to take on and move forward with this. And I have to admire people that do that. I have to take it and make reference to the things to this extent. So we will promote the stuff. And then to answer the other question, because I know that this has come up and we have not addressed it as of yet. As we speak right now, May the 6th, we got zero, zero answers about the American Society of Safety Professionals coming on and having a conversation, as I told you from the very beginning that more than likely it was going to take place. I even had several of my other hosts tell me that that would be the case. I try to take it from the standpoint that I would be able to prove them wrong, but no, the other host did prove me right that they would not have the guts to do so, and that's perfectly fine. That's their that's their agenda. Now, I will tell you, my I have been a card member of what used to be known as the ASSE, the transfer to the ASSP, and I have opted not to renew based on some of the things that I was not liking. Now, I will tell you that they are a good organization for what they provide to some of their members. I just think that the price point for the time is incorrect for what they're charging for their event. Now, keep in mind, this is my opinion. My opinion, not the opinion of Safety FM. This is my opinion. And you came here because you're listening to my show because you wanted my opinion, my thought, my discussion, my conversation. And that's why we hang out because you want to talk to me. I want to talk to you. We want to share information. So that's just the way that it works. That's the way that it goes. So like I said, downstream virtual, June 9th through the 11th, 2020, free. You can register for free. We will put the registration page up on the podcast. And anybody from downstream, if you get a, get to hear this before your event, I'll even reach out to you at some point today or somebody here will. And we would love for you to come on to the show and have a discussion about what Downstream is doing, and we can have that conversation there. Anyways, thank you for that one. Anyways, let's continue real quick. Yesterday, we did have some information about Elon Musk. Well, he did make the news cycle again one more time today. 
Elon Musk and Grimes have welcomed their first child together. Musk announced the arrival of his sons in a tweet telling fans, mom and baby are all good. In addition to revealing the sex of the child, Musk also shared that his name is Zio 12 Musk. Now, I don't know if that last part's a joke. I am telling you that because it was there. Anyways, so I want to go in and tell you what our main story is for today. So let's get that rolling and going right now. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So I will tell you from time to time we have conversations with people and we have discussions of what's going on. And this made it into the editorials, and I've seen it on several places today as I went around. And I debated, went back and forth about having this discussion because I wasn't sure on how it was going to be perceived. Now, keep in mind that as I go forward with this, this is not my opinion. This information was in the editorials. I don't want to go brand specific yet, and I'm not even sure if I will. But listen to this. The pandemic redrew common political fault lines from the right and the left to open and close. In the early days, broad consensus transcended ideological boundaries and in the nation unified in the effort to flatten the curve. It was a panicked reaction, but the fear of overrun hospitals and overtaxed nurses and doctors impelled the country to get on board. The underlying premise was the belief that a country could restart its operations as as swiftly and drastically as those the same that the operations were shut down. We listened to health professionals to mitigate a spike that would have led to a widespread rationing of health care in choosing whose lives and who, who would live and who would die. This mitigation strategy was not designed to eradicate the virus. It was designed so that more people got sick over a longer period of time, and that way it doesn't burden the healthcare system. Side effects of this approach were bureaucratic orders that made such shutdowns possible. People didn't stay home solely out of the goodness of their hearts. They did it because governors took various actions that um, intentionally curbed the freedom and liberties no one at the start of the year, thought that they'd have to surrender just a few short weeks later. And people complied mostly without asking questions under the guise that sacrificing freedom um, and losing the lives, uh, instead of losing the lives of the sick. We collectively decided that saving the lives of those infected, even when they were already elderly and underlying condition, was more important than the economic livelihood of more than 30 million people or 30 million Americans, if you want to go very specific. In a matter of weeks, talks of flipping the switch resumed strategies took strategies to get people back to work even after Congress passed that misguided paycheck protection program and shoveled $1,200 to lower class, middle class Americans. State and local governments knew there would not be a single day that suddenly rules went back to normal. And... The turning the dial, the catchphrase that came out, implying a slow measured metered return to normal throughout bureaucratic and that decided that when, how the jobs gathering should be shutting down the restrictions. 
So just as the economies don't resume normal activity, the drop of a hat, neither do the return to civil liberties as basic as going to a church or attending a wedding. While statues will vary from state to state, social the society willing to let these shutdowns happen set dangerous precedents for the future. Let's continue along here. Under the boogeyman guide of the scary infectious disease, governors and their retrospective agencies mobilized swiftly to lock down all matters of commerce, travel, and social norms Americans have and enjoyed for hundreds of years. Nothing now stops them from evoking similar emergencies in the future. Collectively, compiling for complications from obesity, cancer are far more fatal than COVID-19. In such drastic actions were taken now to prevent the loss of lives of thousands on the account of mysterious virus. Nothing stops them from administrating, from taking the equal measure not to necessarily outlaw certain products, but to shutter operations of places that sell them. In New York City, then-Mayor Mike Bloomberg notoriously took on the big soda and limited the amount of salt that could be used cooking on cooking to curb obesity. Shutdown orders are more sinister. They don't out they don't outlaw specific products, but they rather bully vendors of such products into bankruptcy. In recent years, the Center for Disease Control, a central part of the pandemic response, studied the fatal effects of mass shootings. Similar action state levels could be leveraged to temporarily shutter gun stores. Do not expect bureaucrats who enjoy this power to ease them at any time in the near future. Part of the long economic recovery from those disastrous last 10, 10 weeks should be complete reevaluation of the state statutes that delegate excessively broad power to state agencies and autocratically govern without any direct oversight by elected body. The alternative will be blossoming a 55th bin overseen by Boards of appointed rulers, not the free states that compose the greatest, freest nation in the history of the world. With perspective of 10 weeks of data experience, the essential and non-essential employees now include millions of nurses and doctors who face financial ruin because of decreased hours. Specialized practices have been forced to halt all operations, not to mention the uncountable alignment going undiagnosed and untreated across the country as people are afraid to either to get sick by going out or face the social shaming for making unnecessary travel. The public health specialists who'd ordered the American economy to halt to prevent the public health crisis must listen to business leaders who want to restart the same economy to prevent wholesale economic destruction. The only thing worse than clawing back from a recession or depression is doing it under tyranny. Now, this was something that was in the editorial pages, and by I want to make sure that we understand clearly, this is not anything that I am saying me personally or the radio station here at Safety FM. But it was in something that was in the editorials. And I looked at it, and I looked over it, and I went back and forth several times before making the decision to to bring it to you today as the listener, as my friend, as the person that you and I interact several times during the week. And I really wanted you to sit there for a moment as we went over it, and I butchered, of course, some of the some of the editorial, because that's what I do. You know, you know that I know that. And I wanted your thoughts about it. I wanted you to take a deep thought 
and think about this. Is this is how you're seeing stuff? Is this how things are going inside of your world? Are you going forward and saying, yeah, the power have been, has been given to the state and we as the general public might never get it back? Or is this something that you don't look at it that way? Or do you go, no, that's not the case. They're doing this because it's in the best interest for us. You know, it's, a, it's an easy place to be torn at. And it all depends where you're at. It all depends into how you're looking at this. There's so many different aspects here that we can take a look at and kind of really turn into here. There's so much information. And do you see as this person that's the editor doing the editorial here, do you think they're right when they start talking about guns? Now, I'm not asking what your standpoint is on guns because it's going to vary across this audience. Some people are going to say we should sell guns. Some people are going to say we shouldn't sell guns. But when we start talking about guns in particular, do you see a push for all of a sudden places that sells guns for them to be locked down, for them not to be able to be reopened? And do you think and if you think that's the case, is that the right thing? Also, as you look at the mom and pop shops, is it okay that they have not been able to reopen in certain sections? Is it okay that some of the places that are larger, maybe well-known, corporate-owned, and I mean like real corporate, not that bullshit where somebody turns around and goes, I opened a company, I'm a CEO now. That's not what I'm talking about. But how are you looking at this? Do you look at this from the standpoint as well? Because I was having a conversation with someone before we decided to move forward with this. And they said that this is kind of like the Wizard of Oz aspect. Where it's the wizard behind the scenes. And in this case, the billionaires. That have the influence over some of the sections of the government. And take that for what it's worth, because that's an opinion. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm saying that's an opinion and people are entitled to opinions and that's perfectly fine. And don't get me wrong. There are going to be people that are going to click this shit off on what I'm saying. There's going to be people that are going to turn off the video stream and that's okay. Because we should be able to have a conversation because here's what happens. And most of the audience are safety professionals. That'd be it called the Rated R Safety Show because it's normally directed to safety professionals. Double duh for that one. Duh. Duh. So as this happens, we should be able to have a conversation because here's what occurs. Most of the times inside of organizations, we have to have the difficult conversation. We have to have the conversation that most people won't have. So what are you looking at as you hear this? Do you agree or do you disagree? And it's okay. You can agree with it. You can disagree with it. You could have mixed emotions about the whole thing. That's the great thing. These are the freedoms that we're given in this country. So look at it that way. And believe me, by no means am I trying to scare people by bringing this information up. But it's something to think about. 
there's so many different things that have occurred over the last few weeks. You know it. I know it. And by no means am I saying this is the end of the story. Am I saying this is how it's going to be? But that editorial was in several places. And I thought that it should be something we should talk about. And it's something for you to be able to think about. You can find it online. It's not that difficult to find. But it's interesting on to see what's going to happen over the next few weeks. I mean, if we go back and I would have told you 10 weeks ago that we would be standing exactly where we're at right now, you would have told me I was crazy. But looking at it now, who knows what the next 10 weeks can be? Think about that for a moment. Because we just never know what can happen next. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue with what's going on in the news, baby. Because you know that that's what we have to talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's see, 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 see. Tired of being cooped up, the White House is signaling a desire to resume travel and life as usual. President Trump visited the Honeywell factory, making protective masks on Tuesdays, as we discussed on Feature Story News already. Because, let's see, Trump did not wear a mask, though, because it was Tuesday. Liberal commentator latched on to the factory background music, which blared, live and let die. As the U.S. death tolls exceed 70,000 from COVID-19, and as if he had control over the music being played in the factory. Worth noting, though, most masks are meaningless when protecting against COVID-19. I don't know why people say that. This is according to this news story. Unless certified otherwise, a homemade mask would require six layers of hand towel material to be 66% effective against COVID-19 germs. That is enough to suffocate the average human. This is a reference piece inside of the news story. So think about it. There's a lot of comments and a lot of questions that are coming out about these masks. But what are you thinking? I mean, we talked about the several layers of some of these masks that we have to do. Are you wearing a mask? Do you have a mask? I have people that are posting crap online that are saying that the masks are pointless and that there is a good chance that a mask can kill you and it limits your breathing and all this other stuff. I'm not going to say go out there and get a respirator. The other thing is when you breathe in your own air that you're kind of doing in the same thing, there's all kinds of weird stuff. So you just have to look at it for what it's worth. And really figure out what you think is going to be in your best interest as we move forward with a lot of this information. More sarcasm than Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. Anyways, no winner for Saturday night's lottery. So the Powerball drawing for tonight will be for $59 million jackpot or $48.3 million cash payout. Good luck if you're a player. If you're a player of the game, I hope everything works out for you. Don't know what you'll do in this particular you know, time, but hey, whatever. It is what it is. Good luck if you like that. Anyways, there's a rumor circulating. I want to bring this up real quick because we talk about space quite a bit. Rumor is that Tom Cruise wants to shoot a movie in outer space. According to Page Six, the actor is in talks with Elon Musk and NASA to film the first narrative feature film, an action adventure in space. There is no studio in the mix yet, as this is 
all in early planning stages. I guess if you can't do stuff because of COVID-19, shit, go to the outer space world and they'll be okay. Anyways, that's that's whatever that is. Let's talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate today. National Nurses Day. National Beverage Day. Yeah, Beverage Day. National Bike to School Day. Well, you ain't doing that shit. That's for sure. National School Nurse Day. National Skill Trades Day. And then, of course, National Occupational Safety and Health Professional Day as we already previously discussed. So I don't know, my friends, I always like to talk to you, share what I am able to find, because I think it's important. Also, let's not downplay the information we were talking about earlier. Downstream 2020, if you're looking for an event to go to free of charge in the month of June, Downstream 2020 will be available virtual can do a lot of things that other organizations are trying to charge for. If you're interested in that one-on-one networking service, audience interactivity, and of course, over 150 key speakers, it's a one-stop shop overall. Like I said, that will be signed in today in part of the podcast. So look for it there. We'll have that listed for you. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. And that is the listener. You know how this goes right here. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it. Bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.